Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Your host, Billy Dean Shoemate III here, and welcome to another episode of Strange Places. I have a question for all of you. Have you dreamed this man? Yeah. Look at that thumbnail. Have you? This man, according to a website created in 2008 by Italian marketer Andrea Natella, Natella, named Ever Dream This Man, was a person who was claimed to have been repeatedly seen in dreams by the whole world since 2006, but was never found in real life. Natella created the site in 2008, but it was not till October 2009 that it gained attention from the press and some online internet users. The man's notoriety spawned several internet memes and spoofed uh, flyers of the website, references in films and television shows like The X-Files, and even a manga series based on the reported hoax by Weekly Show and Magazine. As ever dreamed this man, the website under the domain thisman.org claims this man was first drawn by a well-known psychiatrist from New York. The site does not identify which one. In January 2006, while dealing with a female patient that claimed to keep seeing the certain man in her dreams. A few days later, one of the psychiatrist's male patients recognized the man from the drawing and said he also saw the man while he was sleeping. Both patients claimed they never saw him in real life. The psychiatrist then sent the picture to four other colleagues who were dealing with people having repeated dreams. And four of those colleagues' uh, patients identified the man and described him. To the T. According to the storyline, later on, more than 2,000 people from other major cities across the world, such as Los Angeles, Berlin, Sao Paulo, Tehran, Beijing, Manchester, Rome, Dubai, Barcelona, and Man, Stockholm, Manila, Ottawa, Istanbul, Paris, Tokyo, New Delhi, and Moscow. Uh, I dare myself to do that again that well. You rattle it off like that. <laughs> Claim to have seen this man in their dreams. Same guy. Stories for those who dreamed him who remained anonymous, suggests he was a Brazilian schoolteacher who had six fingers on his right hand. The dreamer's experiences of the man varied from romantic, sexual, or deadly situations to flying with the man to just seeing him staring at the dreamer and doing nothing. Now, Andrea Natella, who was interviewed by Vice Magazine for an article that took the myth seriously, thus making Natella answer the question as if for real, explained that he first dreamed this man before he was aware of who he really was. Now, it was the winter of 2008, and this man invited him to create a website and find an answer to his own appearance. Following this man's instructions, he not only made the site, but also produced the mysterious man's identikit using the mobile device application Ultimate Flash Face. An actual living human that looked like this man was never identified, and there were some who dreamed of him who had no relationship with others also seeing him in their dreams. His voice was also unidentifiable, as it is much harder for someone to remember the audio part of a dream than the visual. It was also rare for him to speak in the dreams. However, Natella claimed that he received letters and emails that compared to this man's look that a fictional character, such as the man from another place and the dummy, and uh, famous real-life figures such as Adele Fatah El-Sisi, I think that's called, and Andrew Lloyd Webber. He also claimed that some, including an Indian guru named Arud Kanan Aya, claimed themselves to be this man, but with no evidence. Thisman.org suggested five theories of the phenomena. The man was an example of Carl Jung's concept of the unconscious archetypal image people see during uh, very difficult life situations. 
or um, in more layman's terms, when you dream, your brain has to populate the dream. Yes, we don't always see people that we know in our dreams. So this is what's called an archetype, uh, (laughs) I can't say it again, archetypal image. Our brain just creates this face out of features that are the most familiar to us. And most of the time, apparently, we get this face. Some people believe the man is a manifestation of God. Some people believe a corporation was mentally conditioning multiple people to dream the same guy. Some people dreamt the man only after learning about others seeing him. Because it's hard for humans to remember people's faces in dreams, people are inaccurately using Nutella's identikit of this man to describe the person in their reoccurring dreams. Now, we're going to get weird here. Just hold on. The story of this man started gaining attention from internet users in the press in 2009. Yeah. It was not until October of that year that views of the site skyrocketed. Hmm. It gets weird. In a short period of time, it garnered more than 2 million visits and 10,000 plus emails, amazingly, from others sharing experiences with this man and sending photos of those who looked like him. Out of those 10,000 plus emails, there were people that stated they'd been seeing this guy in their dreams nonstop. On October 12, 2009, comedian Tim uh, Heidecker, I believe, made a Twitter post about this man, tweeting that it was scaring the shit out of him. While Nutella's previous marketing stunts only garnered local attention, this man was the first time he performed a this man, you know, was the first time he performed a stunt that spread across the globe. Now, upon the man's initial wide uh, initial widespread exposure, there was suspicion that from not only 4chan users but also blogs that it was a guerrilla marketing stunt. As they discovered this man.org was hosted by the same company that also hosted a site named guerrillamarketing.it, <laughs> a fake advertising agency which designed subversive hoaxes on purpose and created weird art projects exploring pornography, politics, advertising, and everything in between. Nonetheless, some sources presented the argument of it being a hoax as simply being one side of the discussion instead of a real fact. However, a 2010 post from the Artingi website Cook which Nutella became a partner of for a while, by the way, this man, well, while this man was gaining traction about the same time, and a published paper he wrote in 2012 titled Viral K Marketing finally confirmed that this man was not real, but rather a marketing stunt. This is confirmed. We know this. Why is this on an episode of Strange Places? Stick around. However, while Nutella admitted this man.org was simply a marketing ploy, He never realized what it was promoting. However, some sources, including the Colonel, suggested it was meant to promote a film of the same name by Brian Bertino. And there's a lot of speculation uh, that goes along with that. (laughs) Um, Where it gets odd. This was obviously a marketing ploy. (laughs) This was made by Marketing Wiz. I'm a marketing whiz. I know marketing when I see it. I do marketing for a lot of people because I'm just, I got a sixth sense about it. I'm good at fucking marketing. Brilliant. Brilliant. But something very strange came out of this whole thing, even after it was debunked. People are still claiming to this day to see this man in their dreams. Now, the reason why we're doing a Strange Places episode on this is because, like I've said in past episodes, I don't know if it's just me. I like to think that it's ingrained in everybody. But when you see somebody that is genuinely freaked, and genuinely telling the truth, or at least something that they wholeheartedly believe is their truth. 
Balls to bones, they believe it. You just know it. You know when somebody's full of shit, and you know when they're not full of shit. There are people all over the internet to this day that swear this guy is somebody that they've dreamed their whole lives. This mysterious man drawing. Which, if you've looked at it, I'm going to go ahead and put it on the thumbnail for this episode. It is one of the creepiest things, I think, ever drawn by a human. (laughs) It's terrifying. I don't know what it is about that face. Either this is the most brilliant marketing campaign of all time, or this taps into something, or this man really does exist in all of our dreams. Either he travels through it, or he visits us, or he's some kind of manifestation of something on another plane, manifestation of God, some kind of government thing. We don't know. But it's really strange. We know that this man was a marketing ploy, that this was started by a marketing whiz. They all admitted it. It blew up pretty quick. But there are still people that swear, even though they know this. There are people that are genuinely freaked, saying, I've been dreaming about this guy since I was a little kid. It's bizarre. Now, what do I think this man is? I think just for some background here, let's go on thisman.org. I want to see if this website is still up. This picture just spooks me, man. Yeah, the website's down. That sucks because uh, uh, let's try and go on the Wayback Machine. See if we can find an old screenshot of it. Uh, The Wayback Machine... I wonder if they've done, let's see, thisman.org. Let's see if somebody saved it. Because, uh, yeah, there it is. I do see some screenshot uh, screenshots of it. Um, let's go back. Come on, Wayback Machine. You've never let me down so far. Every night throughout the world, hundreds of people dream about this face. Now, the story about the... Uh, psychologists and people coming in and saying that they've dreamed it. What's weird about this story is this is a perfect example of real life imitating art in the most, uh, what do I say, literal way. What is, is this a Mandela effect thing? Is this a power of suggestion? Is this the greatest marketing ploy of all time? Is this like God level marketing, right? Why are people insisting that they've been seeing this guy in their dreams since they were little kids? And why does this picture scare the living shit out of everybody, including me? Is he uh, some kind of dreamwalker? Is he another being from another dimension? Is he a manifestation of God? Is he the being that ushers us into the subconscious? Is he the astral projection of ourselves? Is this just the power of suggestion? Some people are going to, you know, they will fight you. <laughs> that will, you know, that will disagree. One person, I'm not going to name names, one person I know personally. I don't care how many times I tell her, this is a ploy. This was a hoax. It was admitted that this thing was a hoax. She's almost in tears when she tells me, no, this guy is real. I dream of this guy every night. I've dreamed of him since I was a little kid. That is strange. And it's something that really should be looked at. 
there's still people to this day that say they know this guy. I've seen CD, uh, CD. <laughs> I've seen CG renderings of him. I've seen uh, people trying to use identikits. They're trying to figure out who this guy is. It's, um, it's really amazing that something like this, a, basically a meme, can get into our subconscious and bore a hole in our minds so deeply. I have trouble looking at this picture. It's bizarre. It's so weird. He almost looks like you kind of recognize him. But do I think that there's something supernatural going on here? Do I think that uh, the power of suggestion is this strong? Do I think that this is some entity that human beings are all familiar with? Could this be the face of God? I don't know. We could get to heaven and find out that you know, in, in the Bible, it says, let us create man in our image, right? We could get to heaven and find out that God looks just like Don Rickles. We don't know. He could be, he could have meant that as in, I'm bipedal. I have two legs, two arms, two eyes. We can get to heaven and find out God looks like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> you know what I mean? What I think this man is, as bizarre and creepy as this photo is, there's just something about it, isn't there? I mean, really stare at it. Really look at this picture. It gets under your skin. And you start to kind of second guess yourself. You do this. You're like, do I know this guy? I've seen this guy from somewhere. And even though I know it's a story, but damn, have I seen this guy in my dreams? I think there's some validity to this. Not the dream thing. There are people who really wanted me to do this episode. I've been asked to tackle this. Because there are people who are just adamant, adamant, willing to put up their dukes, man, <laughs> and tell me that this guy exists, that this guy was real. And to a certain extent, I think he is. I think that before anybody really knew about this thing, and a lot of the information out there about this man tackles more of the story than the debunking, than the actual truth of it. And if uh, you watch the many YouTube videos about this man and all that stuff, they spend most of the time talking about, you know, the legend and the story rather than the actual story behind it, the debunking. They tend to focus on the weirdness of, you know, just the man. I think, uh, I don't, uh, I don't think that, uh, I mean, there are some people, honestly, that go as far as to say that, this story has physically manifested this being into our dreams that he, uh, what am I looking for? That he was born into creation by our collective consciousness. Crazy. I'm not saying that that is crazy. I'm saying, you know, like, holy shit. Wow. Kind of crazy. As far as my explanation goes, and people are really, um, really divided on this thing, I've noticed. And people are just adamant, saying, I've dreamed of this dude, I'm telling you. It doesn't matter if they know it's a hoax or not. That it was purposely a marketing thing. It's weird. But what I think it is, is that, like I said, your brain, whenever you dream, has to populate these dreams, right? You, you don't just always dream of people you know. So I believe that there are certain features that your brain would kind of go to first, right? To um, place faces on people. Common uh, 
common percentages of features. Eyebrows, you know, have a bigger percentage of looking this way. Hairline has a bigger percentage of looking this way. Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's just it, your brain puts these features together because they have a higher percentage. And in, some, in most cases, there's going to be a guy in your dream that probably looks like this. That's all I think it is, really. It It is the power of suggestion, <laughs> you know? This thing went viral, and before anybody even knew what the hell was going on, it just sank into our subconscious. It, he became real in a sense. Um, I, I think it's a mixture of two things. It's our brain compiling these features into the most likely one. So if you dream of a crowd of, let's say, 10 people you don't know, and if there's 10 people that you've never met populating a dream in a certain area, chances are that man is going to be one of those people. I think, my personal opinion, just because these are the most common features that your brain is going to assemble. I think this thing went so viral and the story was so weird and the photo so creepy before anybody even knew about it, before anybody knew this was a hoax, it really just kind of seeped into our subconscious. And there are people that swear that they've seen this guy in their dreams. I really do think it's the power of suggestion. I consider this one completely debunked. I mean, I, 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 there's no evidence to suggest to me at all. There's just too much to the contrary. We know beyond the shadow of a doubt that this thing was a marketing stunt. And really any other explanation that you have that Nutella really did figure this out, that this man is seen in a bunch of dreams. Maybe uh, there are people that claim that, that uh, Mr. Nutella really knows who this guy is and is covering up the truth or hiding the identity of this guy. And it, it, the explanations go all over the place. It's creepy. It's an awesome story. It seeped into us, man. It did. And even after it was, even after the truth of it came out, it's not going to do, it's not going to stop what it's already done. This man's face is burned into the collective subconscious. It's like the perfect storm. It's another one of those perfect storm things. I don't know about you, but that picture creeps me the fuck out. It, there's just something about it. But I think it's designed that way. I think it's brilliant marketing. Everything, every pixel, every line of that photo is meticulously designed to do something to your psyche. Brilliant. It's, um, if you want to call anything about it supernatural, <laughs> we can't really explain how the power of suggestion works. You know, <laughs> it's the placebo effect. But uh, think of that in reverse. <laughs> we call this the nightmare effect, right? What I think this man is, do I think he's a manifestation of another dimension? Is he a dream traveler? Is he a spirit guide? Is he the face of God? Man, we don't really have anything to definitively, definitively prove any of that. What I think... My opinion, a common sense opinion, because that's what we do on the show. We take a look at these weird things. And I, you know, a lot of people mean well, even in these areas of study. A lot of these people mean well, but they want so bad 
for the Dyatlov Pass incident to be aliens. We want so bad for the Solway Firth spaceman to be an alien. We want so bad for the roadside truck stop or the bed and breakfast down the road to be haunted. But when it is, you just got to look at it for what it is. If it ain't, it ain't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I see just expert level marketing all over this. It was done so well that it just became a part of our culture. It seeped into people's dreams. It was so damn good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even after you know that this thing was a hoax on purpose, that it was debunked, explained, done, wrapped it up, put a bow on it. Why even make an episode of Strange Places about this? Because there are people that swear up and down that this cat is real. I think uh, my the only evidence that we have here is a story that we know is debunked. Done. <laughs> right? We, we can't explain any of that because it has been debunked by the source. This thing was a marketing job. How do we explain everybody swearing up and down and believing truly that they've been seeing this guy in their dreams ever since they were little kids? Shit, even me talking about it and looking at this damn picture, I'm probably going to have a dream about the guy. Why? I think that these features are assembled in such a way that it just triggers that in our heads. It's a mysterious looking picture. I think every line of this photo and every just pixel of it is meticulously designed to do something to your head. It creeps you out and it kind of makes it's a cool story, too. You know, it's like watching a horror movie before you go to bed. You're going to dream about it, boy. <laughs> Even if you watch a comedy afterwards, I ain't going to do shit. <laughs> right. Your brain is defragmenting while you're sleeping. We don't know what dreams are. We can't explain them. But uh, it has a lot to do, I think this is obvious, with your brain kind of taking the stimuli that you've uh, absorbed all day and just kind of, like, in a way, defragmenting it, making sense of it, right? Expelling some of the useless material. <laughs> or your brain just, uh, your body shutting off and your brain going completely bananas. Saving itself, uh, going insane while you're unconscious so you don't go insane after you wake up, right? It's trying to work out its own stimuli. It's trying to make sense of the world that you expose it to all day. Is this man real? I don't think so. And boy, do I want it to be. How cool a story is that? <laughs> right? I think it was brilliantly designed. I think it was um, made specifically to seep into your head and make you go, what the hell? Even if you didn't have the story to back it up, you would still look at this thing and probably end up dreaming about this guy. <laughs> you would. With the story on top of that, ooh, we have power of suggestion made out of gold right there, friends. We just, it's the power of suggestion <laughs> uh, yeah, pro style. It's a weird story, and I love it. I wish that I could come up with something this good, <laughs> you know, marketing-wise, to where I could straight up tell people, hey, man, it was all bullshit. But you still get people years later coming up and telling you, it's not bullshit, man. It's not. It's like the Mandela effect. I want to do an episode on that one, too. This man, uh, the dream man, does not 
fall into the gamut of the Mandela effect at all. Mandela effect is a completely different thing. Why am I making that comparison? Look what our brains can do, man. Look what our brains can convince ourselves of. I really want to go into the Mandela effect. <laughs> I really do. And I'll make an episode about it, guaranteed. It's too weird not to. As I sit here, man, as I sit here, as I have blood flowing through my veins, as I can feel this chair under my butt, it was Berenstein. I remember looking at it, man. I burned that into my head. I had the VHS tape. I had the books. It was fucking Berenstein, dude. It was. And I can prove it. I can prove it in terms of, if you ask a kid, if you go up to a kid back in the day, you know, uh, early 90s, 80s, whatever, you go up to a kid and say, hey, what's that uh, that series of books, you know, with the family of bears, what are they called? Bam, Berenstein, without even thinking, because I've done it. And I've seen other kids from my era do it. You ask one of the kids who grew up the same time I did, you ask them now, what's that book about, you know, the bear family about Berenstein? They will say it instantly without even thinking. What proves it to me is if I ask my kids, or you ask any of the younger generation, hey man, have you ever seen those books with the family of bears? What the hell is it called? Berenstain. They won't even think about it. Bam, just instantly. Something happened. I'm, I'm serious, man. Something happened. This is not a power of suggestion thing. The whole Mandela effect thing, it goes so farther, it goes so beyond that. It can't be. There was a cornucopia on the Fruit of the Loom logo, man. I burned this stuff into my mind. I had Fruit of the Loom shirts when I was a kid because all the other kids in school, you know, they had the X-Files t-shirt and they had the Ninja Turtles t-shirts, you know, and they had the Mortal Kombat t-shirts. My parents didn't make a lot of money. So, you know, um, I got the, uh, the Walmart special clothes. I had Fruit of the Loom everything. I know what those tags looked like, dude. They had a cornucopia on them. Do I remember Tank Man? Yeah. I remember seeing on live television his head getting squashed like a fucking melon. I remember that because I saw it. I saw it with my own three eyes. <laughs> no, I saw it with my own two eyes, man. I, I remember it. Ain't nothing going to convince me otherwise. Is it the same thing with the Dream Man? Is it something that was so powerful and the story so strong and... The um, the suggestion so provocative that it actually retroactively changed people's memories. Can suggestion do that? That's what's fascinating to me. I swear, man, it was Bernstein. It was, dude. And that really, really bothers me. That really frightens me. It's scary. And people don't acknowledge that enough. Doesn't that scare the shit out of you? There's only one or two outcomes, guaranteed. And I'm, uh, uh, and I'm just saying this about the Mandela Effect because there are people that feel this strongly about the Dream Man. And I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. I'm trying to relate. I don't feel this way about the Dream Man, but God damn it, I do about the certain things having to do with the Mandela Effect. I do. I will put my foot down and I will swear to the heavens it was Berenstein. I know this. It was burned in my head. That's, that tape, I watched it religiously. And I know 
I know that if I go find those books at my mom's basement or whatever they are now, they're going to say Berenstain. I know it. Even though it's burned in my head. So it's only one of two outcomes guaranteed. I think both are equally terrifying. Number one, it really was Berenstain and something happened. Somebody stepped on a bug in the Cretaceous period, right? Somebody ripped off the wings of the wrong butterfly. Somebody changed one tiny thing and fucked this all up. Another part of the multiverse uh, crashed into ours. That giant cold spot in the cosmos is actually the scar from that, as some people theorize. Have you heard it? The inexplicable spot in the reaches a space where there's nothing. Like a scar on the face of reality, kind of, right? Does it make you think that? Maybe. Is it possible? I don't know. We haven't proven the multiverse exists yet. Does it make sense? Oh, you bet your ass. Makes more sense than no explanation at all. <laughs> right? Makes sense to me. And the uh, second scenario is that there is that the story of the Mandela effect, just that story itself, just the suggestion that that happened, was that powerful enough to alter my memories? Man, I think either one of those outcomes is fucking terrifying. It bothers me. Is my mind that easily moldable? A lot of us like to think that we got some pretty ironclad mental fortitude. I'm not an idiot. I'm a smart guy. I'm not a genius by any means. I'm a smart dude. I'm, I'm, I'd like to think of myself as fairly bright. But, oh my God, can my mind be changed? Can my memories be altered that easily by, by a really suggestive uh, story like that? Or did the past change? It's kind of like the, uh, the Fermi paradox, right? Why I like to talk about aliens a lot. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole alien thing. This does lead back to the dream man. Like I said, I'm just trying to kind of relate to how those people feel. And this is the closest thing I have to it, Mandela effect. Like the, with the extraterrestrial things, the Fermi paradox is another thing that completely freaks me the fuck out. Either we're alone in this universe or we're not. Both outcomes scare the shit out of me. Yeah, it's kind of like that with the Mandela effect. And a lot of people feel that about the dream man. You could say up and down all day that this thing is bullshit. But man, there's people that are still going to look at that and say Berenstain. And can you blame them? So for this one, I'm not going to entirely debunk it. I'm not going to say it's entirely bullshit. I'm not going to say it's entirely true. Uh, I'm going to, seriously, man, I'm going to mark this one inconclusive. How do we know for a fact that the story was so suggestive that it didn't manifest this thing in the, this man in our dreams? Does that mean he exists in a place? If he's in our dreams and in our memories and stuff like that, technically, does he exist? What is existence anyway? We don't even fucking know that. <laughs> we don't know what consciousness is. In a sense, yeah, I guess he kind of does. Pretty weird. I love this story about the dream man because you can go round and round and round with it all day long, right? <laughs> it leads back to just how pliable the mind is, just how incredible the power of suggestion is. And I shit you not, I'm willing to put money on it that sometime this week I'm going to dream about this old boy.
weird, isn't it? If yeah, <laughs> I can't explain that, <laughs> right? Are our brains that fickle? Are our brains that easily silly puttied? You know what I mean? It's freaky shit. So anyway, have you ever dreamed this man? If you have, let me know. Go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things podcast related. At the very top of the site, you'll see a button that'll take you right to the Strange po- uh, Strange Places podcast website. <laughs> so leave me a comment. Uh-huh. Have you ever dreamed this man? Have you ever met anybody that has? Do you believe the story? Do you think it's bullshit? Even after knowing it's bullshit, have you started seeing the guy? Weird, huh? What's your opinions on the Mandela effect? I really want to make an episode about that one. So anyway, guys, uh, make sure to check out the website. Go to the support tab. You'll see a link to our Patreon account where you can get early access to shows, bonus stuff, giveaways at certain tiers, all kinds of awesome stuff. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. The Coco Homestead YouTube channel, Michelle, Donald, David, Kristen, you guys really keep this show going. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, well, will we ever run out of strange places? Will we ever run out of stories to tell? I don't think so. Every town has a strange place. And maybe one day, we'll visit yours. Bye-bye, friends.